It's a famous Gemara, many of us know the Gemara. Just to go through the Gemara to ask two questions. Gemara says, There was one day, There was one day that Rabbi Yochanan was bathing in the Yardane River. So Reish Lakish, who at that point was a bandit, he sees Rabbi Yochanan in the river, and he jumps into the Yardin River after Rabbi Yochanan, he wants to catch up with him. So Rabbi Yochanan sees Reish Lakish, he sees his strength, apparently it wasn't just like crawling into the river, he leaped into the river, he turns to Reish Lakish, Amar your strength should be used for Torah. Your strength belongs for Torah. So Rish Lakish turns to Rabbi Yochanan and he says to him, Amar shufrach lanashi. Your beauty belongs by women. So Rabbi Yochanan says to him, I have a sister who is more beautiful than I am. If you use your strength for Torah, I'm in charge of my sister's shiduchim, you have her in marriage. And Rish Lakish says, deal. If you, if you go back in your ways and become a ben Torah, Rish Lakish accepts this upon himself. Says the Gemara, Apparently he had taken off his begadim to jump into the Yardin. He wanted to get out of the Yardin to jump back out and he saw he couldn't do it. He turns to Rabbi Yochanan and he says, what did you do to me? What just happened? He says to him, So it says over here in the Gemara that eventually he became a Gavar Rabbah and talks about his conversations with Rabbi Yochanan. What happened? Why couldn't he jump out? Says Rashi. The reason he couldn't jump out, The reason he wasn't able to leap like he did at the beginning is the Mishikibal Alav Al Torah Tashash Kaycha. Once he accepted upon himself all Torah, he became weak. He became weak. He wasn't able to do. He lost his strength ebbed. He wasn't able to do what he used to be able to do. This is a Gemara. The Gruba Daruba, almost everybody here knows this Gemara. I want to ask you two kashas on this Gemara. Question number one. When Rabbi Yochanan sees, all that he knows about Rish Lakish is he sees he's able to leap into the river. He says to him, Your strength belongs for Torah. Since when do you need physical strength to be matzliyot and learning? Since when? Nowadays, yeshivas have gyms, and uh, they're supposed to have gyms, they have, and have things, and people go work out when they don't. Since what when chelchol because you're not a jump, you should be learning? And second of all, as soon as he accepts upon himself, when he's makabal on himself, the old Torah, he becomes weak. He doesn't have the strength. All that strength that he was supposed to have to put into learning... As soon as he was makabal on himself that he's going to learn, he's going to be a bent tyrant, he loses that strength. So what's the point in the strength? These are the two kashas. So I'd like to tell you over a small anecdote. This mice is brought down in the Toldas Adam, which is a collection of stories and mices and hanhagas of Rabzamul of Olajan. Let's hear the story, analyze the story, and then I think we could all gain a lot of chizik from it. Rabzamul of Olajan was one, he's a brother of Reb Chaim Velazhin, a brother of the Nefesh HaChaim. He was one time learning and he needed access to a certain Sefer. He needed a Sefer. The problem was, it's in Perk Tesvav of Toldos Adam, if you want to look it up. He wants to get the Sefer. But there was a very, very heavy box in front of the bookshelf. 
and couldn't move it. They said, so the kind of box that you needed three, four people to move. Didn't have cardboard boxes, those. It was a heavy wooden box. And he was a weaker person. So what did he do? He opened the Gemara in Erevin. And the Gemara in Erevin brings down a Pasuk in Nitzavim. The Pasuk in Nitzavim says like this, he, the Torah is not up in Shamayim. And the Torah is not on the other side of the river, uh, on the other side of the sea. And the Gemara says that, and Rashi brings this down in Chumash. If the Torah would be in Shamayim, you would need to figure out a way to get it. You'd have to make ladders and get up to Shamayim. And if the only way you could learn Torah is going across the sea, you'd have to figure out a way to do it. The good news is you don't have to do it. And he's going over this Gemara over and over again. If the Torah would be in Shamayim, you'd have to figure out a way to do it. If the Torah would be on the other side of the Yam, you'd have to figure out a way. And you'd figure a way out. You'd figure out how to get to Shamayim. You'd figure out how to get to the other side. And he was saying things over and over this Gemara, and where is it? And if it's behind the box, so you've got to figure out how to get past the box. You're going to have the Kayak, and you'll be able to get that in over. And when he felt that he, he had it down, he went over to the box, and he moved it away, and he got the safer that he needed. That's the Maisa that they bring. What do you see in this story? All of a sudden he became stronger because he read over Gemara multiple times. But there's two types of strength. One type of strength is in your muscles. How physically strong are you? The other type of strength is what kind of resolve do you have? How committed are you? How much, how important is it? How much courage do you have to take on an undertaking that maybe doesn't make sense for a person with your capabilities, your physical capabilities, your person's physical matzav, his mental matzav, you think you could understand all of this? You think you could do it? You think you could... There's resolve. There's commitment. That, when a person has that, that strength, it's inner strength that could allow a person to do things that the strongest person perhaps couldn't do. It's a Mishnah Pirkei Very famous Mishnah. Yudah ben Tema tells us a person has to be az kenamer and also has to be gibar kari. A lion is inherently very strong. A namer, a leopard, is not as strong as a lion. But it has azas. Houses, it's daring. It never gives up. When it has its mind on a goal, a leopard has a lot of patience. It waits, lies in ambush, knows what it wants to get, and it's going to make sure that it gets it no matter what. There's two types of strength. There's physical strength, and there's strength that's drive. I'm a man with a mission. I'm going to get what I want no matter, no matter what it takes. Rabzamal of Allah, when he realized that if I have to get to Shamayim, I would have to do it if that's where the Torah was, and I'd be successful in doing it. So if I have to move a box, I'm motivated enough, it has to be important enough, and I realize that that's the Kaifas HaNefesh that a Yid has. That if something is important enough for me, I could do it if it's important enough. So perhaps if you come back to this Gemara, that's what's going on over here in this Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan sees the way Reish Lakish leaps into this river. And he sees this is not physical strength. No matter how physical you are, no matter how agile you are, no matter how flexible you are, you can't jump like that. How did Rish Lakish do it? He realized it was inner strength. He was a man with a mission. He wanted to go into the river. Some of Farshim say he thought that the Rabbi Yechonim was a woman. He leaped in. It wasn't physical strength. It was resolve. That was the strength that Rabbi Yechonim saw in him. Rish Lakish could do the impossible because he's a man, he has such azus, he has such inner strength. He says, that inner strength, if you would use that for Torah, that kind of strength, if you would apply that to Torah, you could become a gobble. You could become a massive Talmud Chacham. 
And that's why when Rish Lakish says, if that's, if that's what I could have, I'll do it, he accepts it upon himself. So what happens? He tries to leap out and he can't do it anymore. So we ask, what happened? He became weak. The answer is, it didn't matter to him anymore. He didn't have that resolve. He didn't have the commitment that, what's the big deal if I can leap out of the river? I want to be a Talmud Chacham now. Once he lost that inner strength, he, that motivation to do that, so he couldn't do it. He wasn't, didn't come from physical strength. It came from his, from his drive to do it. His drive was pointed in a different direction. His drive was now to become a Talmud Chacham. All that other stuff was Narishkeit. He couldn't do that anymore. The Gemara goes on to tell us in a few lines, he became so great, in a certain sense, could be even greater than Rabbi Yochanan himself, to the point that when he passed away, Rabbi Yochanan went insane and eventually died. That's uh, the Sugya Sagamara over here in, in, in Bagmatia. We started a newsman this week. There's still Fahers today, this afternoon, for Bachan coming into the yeshiva. So the Zman is still, it's still starting. It's a winter's man. A winter's man is a Zman. It's the main Zman of a year that a person who puts his mind to something. A Bachar who says, you know what, I want to become a Talmud I want to really, really own a Masechta. I want to know a Masechta. I want to know a Perak in a Masechta. I want to write up a Shtikl Torah. I want to be able to create my own Chabura, or multiple Chaburas. I want to be able to daven, and when I daven, I'm really, really talking to Hashem. There's really dveikas by Hashem that's going on. I want to become a better person, a holier person, more elevated person. I could do anything. I'm given a few months of matana. It's a few months. No matter what I've done, no matter what my, 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 my natural limitations are. We learn from this Maisa and the Gemara, a person, if you want it, and you really want it, and you're really driven to get it, you could be anything you want. You could be a bandit like Reish Lakish, and you could become a massive Talmud Chacham. And Rabbi Yochanan didn't see that he was smart. No, nowhere in the Gemara does it say he saw that he was smart. He saw that he had drive. He saw that when he made up his mind to do something, he could do things that weren't possible. It didn't make any sense. Now it's, it's mamish the beginning. Everything is possible at this point. But we have to set goals, and we have to set big goals, and we need to be ambitious. Whether it's Hasmada, whether it's Hespek, which means like how much I'm going to accomplish, or how much I'm going to lift myself off the ground and become a bigger, loftier, greater person. It's all possible, but this, this week, now, is the time to be macabre, that we don't wake up halfway through and say, if only I would have started, if only... Somebody gave me, he's not in this yeshiva, but somebody gave me a, a, um, a safer that he wrote last year of his Rebbe's shiurim. He typed it up, he wrote it up, he bound it. Beautifully, he, he authored a safer. Not a single shtikl Torah is his. But he wrote it down beautifully. In a way, I've never heard a shiur from his Rebbe. But it said he, 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 put it, he put it together. I, mean, I could write that up. I could, I'll get my notes clear. I'll type it up. I'll write it up in a way that it happens for the rest of my life. There's so much we could do if we make up our minds that we're going to do it. But this is our vayda now. Let's go a little bit to Parshas Lech Lecha and see some amazing things. All the way at the end of the Parsha, Kodesh Baruch tells Avraham Avinu he's going to have a child. He's going to have Yitzchak. Avraham Avinu is despairing, kimat despairing. Rebansham says to him, After the war between the four kings, the five kings, Avraham Avinu goes and he, it's an incredible battle. It's Avraham Avinu and Eliezer, an Alta Yid with his shamas. And he goes and he defeats the world powers. 
Avram Avinu, Rabban Shem said, he says, Rabban Shem, I want to have a child. What's, what's it all worth if I don't have a child? Rabban Shem benches him that he's going to have a child. In the Sefer Divrei Seifrim, it's one of Rabban Tzadok HaKoyen Tzvarim. So he wants to know, why is HaKadosh Baruch Hu promising Avram Avinu the child Dafka now? And he asks a different question. He says, why is it that Avram and Sarah had to wait so long? Sarah and Alpidar Hateva could not have a child. She didn't even have a rechem. And if she had a rechem, she was so old, made no sense at that point that she was going to have a child. And nevertheless, she had a child. So he says a beautiful yesoid. He says, it's important for Yidin to know that we came from a situation, everybody here in this room, we're all descendants of a situation that was impossible. Sarah could not have a child. But it didn't make a difference. She had one anyway. It says a beautiful line. Kol binyan the entire building of Klai Yisrael, of this nation called Klai Yisrael, came from a matzav that made no sense and couldn't work and didn't make it. Nevertheless, we all come from that. Something that we all need to know. He says, but why, did, why now? Why, why was this the time? He says a beautiful thing. Because Avram Avinu demonstrated that he wasn't really Miyayish. When Avram Avinu went to fight this war against four kings that defeated five kings with all of their armies, the Torah says he took 318 people. The Gemara says it was Eliezer, it was Begematria 318. But what in the world was Avram Avinu thinking? The answer is, this is the best he could do, and he had such fortitude and such drive. That's what he says. He refused to be Mayaish. He took what he had with his kaifas, with his limited, extremely limited kaifas. But he went and he said he was going to do it. And you know what? He did it. And the Rebbeinu Shalalim says, when Avram Avinu has, Avram Avinu he opened up this tzinar. Avram Avinu was one who opened up this flow that this kind of anhaga should work. And everybody was meyayish. And the Melech Stoyim says, take all, you could take all the Ruchosh. Why is he saying that he wasn't a big Baal Chesed? But he was meyayish. It didn't belong to anyone. Avram Avinu got up and he did it. Why did he call him Eliezer? He says, because I hold that I'm going to have Siyat Tadishmaya. He brings down that 318 is one more than Yish in Gematria. Yish is 317. Avram Avinu refused to give in. He refused to be Mayayish. Rabban Shem says, if that's your Anhaga, that even you took us in an impossible situation, you said, I'm going to make it work. So your impossible situation, we're going to make work. And it's not just a one-time incident. This is the way Yidin are. We all are born into this. That if we, we have resolve, we have as kanamir, we could be anything we want to be. We could be a bandit like Reish Lakshin. That's all Rabbi Yachanan saw. He saw no other qualities in him. But you could be anything. It says a little bit further, look around Shishi, a little bit before Shishi. Rabbanu Shalom tells Avram Avinu, he says, I want to take you above the atmosphere of the world. This is the way Rashi learns. takes Avram Avinu out of out of the whole atmosphere of the world. And Hashem says, look, look at the stars. Because when you're out of the atmosphere of the world, there's no, no other light. You see every star. Rabban Shem says to him, count the stars. And he says, look at the sky. And count the stars. Could you count them? And Hashem says to him, your children are going to be like this. The very famous word from Ramea Shapira, it's going to Racha. 
He says, why are there two Vayomers in the Pasuk? It says, Hashem took Avraham Avinu out. And he <coughs> says to him, count the stars. Is it possible to count them? And he said to him, these are going to be your children. Why, did, why does he have to say, and he said to him twice? So Ramesh Shapiro says, when Avraham, Hashem tells Avraham Avinu, count the stars. You know what Avraham Avinu started to do? He started to count the stars. But you can't count the stars. It didn't make a difference to Avraham Avinu. Vayomer lo, Hashem says to him, that's the kind of children you're going to be bringing into this world. When they see a matzah, and they see stars, and the bunch of tells them to do something, it's a mitzvah. I'm not making cheshbonis. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it the best that I can. And you know what? The results might surprise you. Rancham, these are the kind of kids you're going to bring in. Yish is a foreign concept. Being small, being petty, looking at my own limitations, taking an IQ test and figuring out, could I be a Talmud Chacham? Looking at my heart and my shallowness and saying, could I be a real life at Hashem? Is so not the way to go. If I'm driven and I want it and I want it enough, I could be anything in the world. This is the vineyard of the Ummah Yisraeli, and this, this is the haftacha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Avram Avinu. You know, there's a, a saying, some, a lot of Sfarim quoted as a Chazal, I, I don't know all of Chazal, but I don't think it's a Maimah Chazal. But it's, it's something that Sfarim bring. They say, There's nothing that stands in the way of, of Ratzim. When somebody really wants something. And I had a little hergish. I think there is something. You know what the hergish is? Not acting on it. You could want everything. You could have the biggest ritzainus. But if you sit back and don't do anything about it, it's not going to amount to anything. So the way I wanted to touch it is, If you don't do anything, That's going to block your ratzim. You could have all the ratzim in the world, but if you're an ain't davar, you, don't, you, don't, you don't, don't put it into anything. You don't channel it anywhere. You don't go anywhere. We're at the beginning of this mind. I... I I want to make Ruben the victim. But I'd love to pick everyone up and just shake everybody and say, you could be everything. Just do it. Just do it. Take out a notebook. Figure out what your plan is. You are in Shayashiv. You know, you're not in the, in the mirror. You're not in Eretz Yisrael. You're not by the Kaisel from Matzei Shabbos. You're here. You're in Farakma. You're in Lawrence. With the Matzev, you have the Rebbeim you have. You have the Chaberim you have. Take what we have and become everything. Don't say, if I would be there, I could be this. If I could, would be somebody else, I could be... With you, with your own kachos, with your own kishorinus, make a plan, and then jump into that yarding. That if Rabbi Yochanan would see, and somebody else would say, what in the world are you thinking? You? Rabbi Yochanan would say, your strength, that conviction, is going to build you in Torah, is going to build you in Yiddishkeit, to be somebody that's extremely big. Klai Yisrael is standing around Har Sinai. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent Moshe Rabbeinu to tell Kla Yisrael, Hishamru lachem, be careful, Alois Bahar, to go up on the mountain, or Nagaya v'katseyo, or even to touch a little bit of that mountain. It was Azhar not to climb the mountain. So the Katzka Rebbe said, Hishamru lachem, be careful, Alois Bahar, if you make up your mind, you resolve you're going to get to the top of the mountain, Nagaya v'katseyo, be careful not to just touch the end. The end of the Pasuk says, Ki mois tamos, mois tamos, because you're going to live a dead life. What kind of a life is that? You have ambitions, you have ritzonis, you're going to climb that mountain. Be careful. Climb that mountain. Instead of just nagayo v'katzeyu. You could be, if you have ritzonis, you could be those ritzonis. I just want to mention one small thing. We have two minutes left. This Sunday, Mirz Hashem, Yeshiva is having Achanaz HaSefer Torah. 
Achnasa Sefer Torah. So those of us who were here last year, we had a beautiful Achnasa Sefer Torah. Also on a Sunday, um, the dancing of this man, was half of a fella, but we didn't, may ha- didn't have a special suitor for the Bacham of the Yeshiva. We all felt you. What is it? So we're just here to, you know, we're providing a dancing service. And it took away, but seriously, it t- took away the whole Semcha. It, t- it, took, it was almost like, you know, we, you know, we're hired, uh, hired hands. So this Sunday, not to take away from Seder, after Seder, there is a Sudas Mitzvah. It's not the Pshat Tzama giving the lunch. Yeshiva's not giving it. It's being, the person who's giving it is giving it to the Sefer Torah to the Yeshiva because it's Machshev the Yeshiva. Name is Rameo Blusko. His Machshev the Yeshiva is Machshev what we stand for. And that's why he's spending tens of thousands of dollars to give a Sefer Torah to the Yeshiva. If we're Machshev the Yeshiva, who, you're, what is the Yeshiva? The Yeshiva's not one seat alone. The yeshiva is. Usher and Jesse and everybody else that's sitting and should, and, and the side of the table as well. And everybody, that's the yeshiva. And all the Bachman are not in the room right now. That's the yeshiva. They're giving a safer Torah here. Why? Because they're machshev us. If we take ourselves seriously, we have to be machshev ourselves as well. Let's be there. Let's dance. You know, we had Simchas Torah just a little over a week ago. And one of the sad things on Simchas Torah is that we have to wait another year. Not at all. Not at all. And one week into this month. We're going to have Simcha's Torah over here, and everybody's going to be a part of it. It's your Simcha. Therefore, the Suda is given to you. It's your Suda. And the Iker Simcha, when you're dancing with Simcha's Torah, is not just dancing the fact that the Yeshiva now is another Sefer Torah. It's dancing because I could be that Sefer Torah. Chelchem Barazim.